Hi, I'm Lippy. And I'm Grumpy. Together we're Lippy and Grumpy Do Podcasting. In this episode, podcast editing, crashing a spacecraft, house rules and the beep beep tunnel. Now Lippy. Hello. We had a weekend of family activities with very different outcomes. We really did actually. <laughs> Yes, it was quite different, wasn't it? Two sides of the karma coin, I think mm. you could probably call it. So the Horse Whisperer did her shine walk in yes. London, covering just over 26 miles. So it's a marathon uh, in the time of nine hours and 35 minutes, which I think is pretty good. Very impressive. Yeah, very good indeed. So she raised just over a thousand pounds, I think, because wow. it was a company thing. They raised mm. well over two. And the event raised over £2 million for cancer research. Oh, wow, so that's amazing. Really very good. Mm. And uh, slight uh, limping still. Uh, <laughs> one, one foot suffered a bit of um, bit of injury. But apart from that, she seemed to be all right. So, mm. yes, well done. Well done, Horse Whisperer. Very well done, yes. And on the other side of the coin, you were running around Bristol dressed as a lobster joyriding scooters. Yeah. <laughs> I don't really have anything else to add to that. <laughs> what have you got to say for yourself? It was my Hindu. Well, it was one of my Hindus. I wasn't joyriding. I did pay to ride them. Oh, well, the message I got at whatever time it was was just joy rode a scooter. Oh, okay. Well, I did pay because you have to like unlock them, pay for ah, them. okay. And it's like yeah. 16p a minute or something like that. Oh, blimey. That's yeah. not cheap. No. I paid like £3 to get back to the hotel after I drove around a bit. Oh, okay. It wouldn't have been as expensive if I'd just gone to the hotel. Yeah. Was it fun, though? <laughs> oh, my God, so much fun. And, like, everyone in Bristol is on them. It's like Boris bikes, yes. but scooters. And we had seen so many, so we were kind of like, oh, yeah, but you have to do a, a test to make sure you can your reactions oh, are quick enough. People drunk scootering. Yes, but I got four out of five. On the on the test thing, the oh, reaction what do you need test. To pass? Well, I don't know because someone else got two and they still passed. So the bar is very low. Is what yeah, I feel like one maybe. Yes. However, it was it was good fun. Excellent. Well, while you were doing that, we were at a fiftieth wedding anniversary party, which made me feel very old. Uh, and unfortunately, I nearly took out a ninety-four-year-old lady on the dance floor. I heard who was strutting her stuff while I had started waving my arms around. <laughs> In the usual manner that I do, and she was a very near casualty. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's what happens when you sneak up behind me. It is, yes. You are waving your arms like nobody's watching or nobody's around. Yes, absolutely. Dance like Put your arms in the air like you just don't care. Well, that's pretty much much the way that works. (laughs) Good, and you've got another Hindu coming up. I do, ne- not weeks. this weekend, the weekend after. So that's my official one. The one I've just had was my netball one, which is why it was a bit rowdy, because okay. it, it was two of us that are getting married. Um, so there were two brides. And we have always done this thing called the O-Drink Kicks as a team. So there's in our team, we're split into two teams. And it normally involves fancy dress, hence the lobster, and then a lot of activities. And each activity gets scored and a team wins at the end and our track my team's track record we're amazing at the fancy dress like our outfits always win because we put so much effort into them and then 
we drink too much and don't really care about any of the others, so we that end up losing. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the, the costumes were fantastic. We'll have to get a photo for the socials because yes. you really did put a lot of effort into that. And you sent a video clip uh, of doing, you in the pub doing something or other. And doing a Mexican wave thing. That's it. Well, yeah. lobsters doing a Mexican wave. Mm. There was two blokes behind you, as it, and they were acting as if nothing odd was going on. So, uh, what happens in Bristol on the normal Saturday night? That's that's what I'd like to know. We had already explained to them what was going on. Oh, okay. All we right. ha- we got a lot of attention. Like as a woman on a night out, do tend to get a fair. I've never had that much attention in my whole life of going out, and innocent attention as well. People just wanted to know what we were doing. And also the, uh, the other team. So we were lobsters. The theme was, because it was myself, thankfully myself and the other bride are on separate teams anyway. So we oh, were just team captains this time. So we had we were team L and they were team C. So they had to dress up as something beginning with C. And her fiancé is a chimney sweep. A chimney? So they, yeah, so they a dressed chimney. up as a chimney sweep. <laughs> so they dressed up as chimney sweepers. Isn't it chimney? Chimney sweeps. Chimney was on, um, but no, not Bedknobs, Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins, it? yeah. Chim Chimney, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, they were Chim Chimney sweepers, 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 sweeps. They were something with dirt on their face. And we were obviously lobsters for Laura and also the friends quote, he's her lobster. And everyone kept coming up to us and saying that because they kind of got the gist of it. Okay. Yeah, we also then, myself and the other bride had a picture around our necks of us and our partner because everyone kept thinking we were marrying each other. Yes, I <laughs> did wonder that when you said earlier about the two brides. That could yeah. cause a bit of confusion. A few people thought we were marrying each other, but we had the pictures and um, I didn't supply the picture. Uh, Duck Boy supplied the picture. And for some weird reason... The other bride had a lovely photo of her and her partner. Oh, no. I had a picture of Duck Boy wearing makeup and myself with a sieve on my head. Or, as you call it, Saturday night. <laughs> it was a Saturday night. It was part of a quiz. Um, but okay. I don't know why. So then I'm going around and everyone's going, why is your pictures?" I was like, yep, this is my fiancé. He is wearing makeup. <laughs> and I'm wearing a sieve. Yes, moving swiftly on, I think. Yeah. Well, I think it just proves the people of Bristol are very friendly and very nice. Are so friendly. I think it is the happiest place to live. I may be wrong on that one, but I'm Mm. sure I read or heard something. So, um, yes, a good place to uh, to have a hen. It really was. And then the next day we had a spectacular buffet breakfast. um, breakfast. Sat by a window watching the Bristol Great Run. Oh, brilliant. So, all these Excellent. spectacular runners up nice and early doing either 10k or half a marathon and we're there eating our full English. Runners, no, I mean spectacular people for doing the run. Yes, very rather true. Rather than good runners. Yes, I've done the Great South Run once and I thought it was 10k and I was horrified to find out it was 10 miles. Which I did manage, and it was yeah. I had a sense of achievement when I'd done it. But I couldn't mm. walk for two days. So we were obviously yeah. chafing. Yeah, so we were obviously sat there judging, eating our full English breakfast. Excellent, good. 
So obviously we don't just put this podcast out as we record it. There is a bit of editing to be done. Mm. Uh, generally, when I'm clicking, trying to find some information, you're sniffing, <laughs> I'm breathing, all sorts of things. So there's a few odd sounds to remove and there's some gaps to remove as well. So I've tried a couple of automated things and they've not been brilliant. The results haven't been great. So whilst we were off for two weeks, I did a bit of research and found... A couple of ways of doing this uh, and it's all very clever it all makes very much sense so last week i thought well it's a short one I, c- I can fiddle around for an hour or so and then still have time to edit it i started with the first one which was removing some breathing removed the breathing which it went it did really well mm. but it took a whole load of other stuff with it as well so there was it was <laughs> back, back, doop, doop, back, doop, 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 all the way through it so i abandoned that one so i thought right well I'll try the silence because that can't possibly go wrong mm. so i did the silence chopped it out and i was about uh, 20 minutes last week wasn't it of raw material yeah. was shuffled down to about 10 and a half seconds oh so i've had to go back to doing it manually it's the only way um, mm. Or invest in some better tools, maybe. But um, maybe. it's quite a hike to buy them. So, uh, yes, if you're an expert in audacity and know how to get rid of sniffs, breathing noises and silences, please do get in contact. <laughs> it would save me quite a bit of time every week. <laughs> now, something that I've sort of been aware of but not been paying much attention to yes. was Nasha crashing a spacecraft into an asteroid. Who's Nasha? That NASA, not not Nasha. NASA. Sorry, that's our old cat. NASA. <laughs> no, I don't think the cat could do that. No. Yeah, so they've they've taken a spacecraft uh, earlier mm. this week and crashed it into an asteroid. Oh, sorry, that's my chicken. Oh, <gasps> the chicken! I forgot I put it in there. <laughs> I, I believe the youngsters say keeping it real. Keeping by it leaving real. the bleeping in. Yes. Oh yes, keeping it real. Anyway. So back to the asteroid and the spacecraft. Yep. So it's the double asteroid redirection test mission. I don't know why it's got double in there. Aims to see how much of the impact changed the movement of the asteroid. And it's part of a planetary defense experiment. Yes. So basically it's seen how far can we move it if we crash something of this size into mm. it. Uh, on the basis that the dinosaurs allegedly were wiped out due to an asteroid mm. crashing that if we had the same thing, we could move it by sending Bruce Willis on the end of a very big spacecraft. Yes, and obviously after the Netflix movie, don't look up. Yes. It's yes, good indeed, to know that it, they're testing these things. Well, hopefully they're not building their policy based on Netflix. And I'm not going to lie, I feel like NASA's been around for a while. Part of me feels like, conspiracy theory part of me, feels well, like, have they found an asteroid that's heading to Earth? Is that why they've started doing this? Uh, I can because they imagine. found one that's on track. No, I can imagine that uh, if there was anything within a zillion miles of the Earth, the Daily Express would have reported it as Armageddon. <laughs> Good point. Because they would report it as being an asteroid running very close to the Earth. Yes. And it's, so, well, it's a bit like the plane we were talking about last week above yours being a thousand foot apart, which is very safe. Oh, yeah. Then, you know, an asteroid can be... quite a few miles away from the earth and cause no problem at all Mm. unless you're the editor of the daily express now as we slide into autumn and winter i was quite anticipating the next series of the apprentice 
However, yeah. as Wife of Grumpy pointed out, it actually it's been on this year already. It was on in January, and I don't remember it at all. I'll tell you why that is. Was it dreadful? They were they were all awful. Like all of them. Like nobody should have won that season. Not all of them were a load of plops. That's slightly personal, but yeah, none of them were very good apprentices. But I don't remember any of it. Absolutely none of it whatsoever. So I'm not going Gaga. Do you not remember they did one of the one of them in um, Wales? They did nope. the zip line. To nope. The train where they stopped and they nope. were painting and then it started raining? Nope, don't remember that. Oh my God, are you okay? The, well, the only thing I can think of is obviously January is when I had treatment for prostate cancer. You were a bit loopy. And I was a bit loopy. And, and mind elsewhere. still are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to a lesser degree. Um, so I guess we've got to wait until January next year. Yeah. Which... It's a little bit of a shame because I do quite like watching it, but for all the wrong reasons. I wonder why they did it in January because it does. When I watch The Apprentice, it makes me think of the knights drawing in. That's exactly why I was expecting it to come on screen soon. Mm. And I think they moved it around with COVID. I think there was a lot of uh, jiggering around jiggery with filming schedules, obviously, because of you know because of, uh, lockdowns and what have you. Yes, because they normally film in summer and release in. Yes, well, they may well have done the same this year. So released it, um, filmed it over the summer and then then January release mm. instead of autumn. So mm. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything to replace it either. Yeah. Well, talking yeah. of autumn, I love autumn. Mm. I watched my first Halloween film today. Ooh, it's a bit early, isn't it? No, it's autumn. It was cold in the house. I've got a jumper and tracksuits mm. on. Got a, I've even got socks on, which you know how much of a big deal that is for me. Yes. Yes, this is my building up to not turning the heating on for another month. Yeah. So I've got my big jumper, my truck, my trackies and my socks. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to watch Hub- Hubie Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's quite a good film, actually. It is quite a good one, yeah. And it's really made me want a hot chocolate now. Mm. And that's some like gingerbread of some sort. Mm. Yes, we're resisting putting the heating on. Quite substantially. So, in terms of lagging the loft project, the mm-hmm. uh, airtight loft hatches in after a, a little bit of faffing around with the ladder. Jiggery. Um, jiggery poker with the ladder. So, next job is um, put some extra insulation in, which is actually quite a big job. Yes. There's quite a bit of stuff up there. Yes. Well, it's all at one end of the loft. So, the other end actually is completely empty. So, that'll be quite easy to do. But uh, I need to lag the cold water tank first. Anyway, that's a little bit dull for a That podcast, is a little bit dull. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, talking about not dull, though, I found uh, a massive list of blow your mind facts, <gasps> which is sort of a little bit like the fun fact on steroids. So, I, I love I'll only do like a couple this. of them. Some of these are amazing. So, this one when it's so quiet you can hear snow falling, you're actually hearing the static discharge of the snowflake hitting the ground. So, as it's falling through the air, because there's resistance with the air, it's generating static electricity, a bit like mm-hmm. rubbing a balloon on a jumper. Yeah. And then, as it gets to the earth, it, um, it's discharged electricity into the other snow, and that's what you hear. Interesting. Very interesting, isn't it? Some of these I'm not going to repeat because they're a little bit rude. Oh, yes, well. Giraffes have the same number of neck bones as humans, which I think I already knew. I knew, I did know that. Yeah. You learned that as a kid, I think. Yes, yes. 
so which do you think happened first? Us landing on the moon or somebody putting wheels on luggage? Us landing on the moon? Yeah. Only because yes, it was so far Random. apart from each other. Yeah. <laughs> it had to be something so extraordinary as landing on the moon had to have happened before someone even thought to put wheels on luggage. <laughs> I don't know whether landing on the moon then gave birth to the idea of putting wheels on luggage. I doubt it. Because I don't think that the astronauts went up with luggage. I would assume not, no. Not with that kind of luggage anyway. So here's an interesting one. George Washington, the um, previous president of the United States died in 1799, but we didn't discover dinosaurs until 1824. So he didn't even know dinosaurs existed. He didn't know dinosaurs existed, which is incredible. That is incredible. Right, and this is the last one I'm going to do. If you could drive your car straight up at 60 miles an hour, it would only take an hour to get to space. Where from, though? Because is that from from the centre of the Earth? No, 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 from where you're standing on the... Well, I'm not standing at the same distance from the... I'm not standing from the same distance you are. It's approximation. This is like sea level. It is a little bit, actually. Because if you're on on Mount Everest... No, no, moving on. Moving on. on. To another good idea in Japan. And for fleeing vehicles from the scene of a crime or in a police chase, they actually target the car with paintballs. Mm. And splatter the car with paintballs, which makes it very easy to spot. And I think that is a tremendous idea. In more ways than one, A, it makes the vehicle quite obvious, but also if you cover the windows, they can't see them. Yeah. Good idea. See that, do that here. We do have something similar here. Less car related, more human related, in that you're not allowed to carry around like pepper spray or mace, but you can carry around a spray that has dye in it and if someone attacks you you can spray them with it and it's got oh. it's like a two it's a two layered spray so one of them is color and it's really hard to get off so they're visibly the attack yes. like done something and then another one lives on the skin for like i think it's like two weeks or something so that if Ooh, they okay. do get it off and the police test their skin they can still find that they've been sprayed oh interesting yeah. uh very first job i had a very long time ago uh, one of the girls that worked there her brother had started a job at the local bank and on his mm. first day he mistakenly opened one of the boxes of money which had one of those dye things in them so as he opened <laughs> it it went off in his face and it was weeks before it was blue yeah. it's like being covered in chemical toilet yeah. <laughs> and it was weeks before he could get it all off that's so, so funny way to go on your first day yeah now, if we go back to Germany in mm. 1184, so quite some time ago, is, yeah. there was a bit of a ding-dong between um, a couple of groups of people, and the king decided that he needed to get involved and try and sort the mess out. So he invited them all over to a castle, and obviously they came with their henchmen, Yes. and all the henchmen met in this one big hallway, and the, the leaders went into a room to try and hammer out their differences so this castle had been built with sort of a bit like a septic tank for all the effluent lovely which was under underneath the hall where all of the um heavies were stood 
And I use the word heavies because they're covered in armour, they've got mm. swords and shields, and yes. they weigh a lot. And the floor gave way. Oh, and somewhere no. between 60 and 100 of them drowned in the excrement and pee. Which is a horrible, I would horrible way to go. Drowning is bad enough, but drowning in wee and plop yes. is yes. next level. Ew. What was really odd and unusual is that King Henrik VI, who was the, uh, the king that pulled them all together, had a phrase along the lines of, if I fail, so may I die in excrement. He didn't die. He didn't die that because he, he didn't. was in a different room. But yes, <laughs> what, what, a, uh, what a way to go. Just, yeah. just horrible. He doesn't say whether or not the dispute was then uh, over or whether they just carried on. Mm. Yeah, not pleasant at not all. Not pleasant at no. all. So if you are going anywhere this weekend in full armour, shield and sword. <laughs> Don't stand on a wooden floor. <laughs> just work out what's underneath first. Mm. Now, whilst you were away in Mallorca, you sent Mallorca. Mallorca. You sent a WhatsApp picture of a tweet that couldn't be more complicated if we try, could it? About <laughs> the game Uno, and this was a, a an Uno tweet rather than mm. somebody official uh, saying, Uno official Uno tweet. Thank you, and saying you cannot play a plus two and a plus two. Disgraceful. Now, well. When you look at the rules, that's actually quite correct. You mm. can't do that. Which made me think, because we've always played, if you put a plus two down, and then somebody puts a plus two, and you can end up with quite a lot of cards in your hand, and sometimes yes. it ends up going all the way background mm. to the first person who put the plus two down. And we do the same with the plus fours as well. We do as well. And you can put one down on it, but it can't be the next person, so the next person has to pick up two if the person after that can... Mm can lay a, a plus two if they want to. So it made me wonder about house rules and how many different house rules are, are just accepted by people. So when somebody yeah. else from somewhere else comes in and goes, yeah. but I don't play with that, it's massive argument. And the one game that's most prevalent in is Monopoly. Yes, it really is. Because there's so many rules that don't are not done. For example... Auctioning. I think you're, yeah, auctioning. So if you land on something and you choose not to buy it, it should be auctioned off. Yeah. Which makes sense, really, because then the game is a lot shorter. Because all <laughs> Yeah, actually, it would be, wouldn't it? It would be. Would, yeah, would be shorter. <laughs> and it gives people that are... I mean, you've played a game once with that where you, you have virtually no properties, which is almost unheard of. Mm. And I think because you kept ending up in jail... I did. I didn't. So we also play, which I don't know if is a rule in Monopoly. You have to go around the ward but once before you start buying. I think that is a rule. Yes. And I just didn't make it around the board once. I kept going to jail. Every time I got out, I was going back in. And I think everyone else had had about five goes before I yeah. even made my first round. And yes. everything was gone. Any, yes, anything it, of yeah. any value was gone. Uh, yeah. And there's some that you, you know, that are key properties to have. Mm. Uh, but yeah it's interesting and uh, you know with Uno's game it's lots of lots of things that you yes. do that um, well there was a comment on that post that Uno put on which I think is my favourite comment of all time it says the only rules of Uno are what you can convince the rest of the table the rules are that is so true yeah. <laughs> that is so so true now going back quite a few weeks we had a, a chat about when is midnight Mm. Um, we decided to give up on that 
because that was yeah. just all a bit confusing. However, there was another competition on the Million Pound Motorhome show, which is actually quite a good program. I've watched a couple of them. And they are, I think, raffling auction or something or other off this massive motorhome. Um, but the rules and regulations are a bit of a minefield because it says, and I quote, winner must be 21 and over or 80 and under. So that's anybody because the ands and ors are in the wrong place. Hang on, my brain is just functioning. So 21 and over. Yeah. And, sorry, or 80 and under. So if you've got somebody who's six, they are under 80. Oh, yes. I've got you. Mm. If you've got somebody who's 85, they are over 21. I think you're being slightly pedantic about that. No, I'm not. No, I'm definitely not. No. Yeah, They've because... They've got the ands and the ors in the wrong place. Well, no, because they need to be 21 and over or 80 and under. But they yeah, still so, would need to be over 21. So why not put winner must yeah, be between right, 21 yeah. and 80 inclusive? Yeah, that Job makes done. more sense. No confusion whatsoever. Also, why under 80? That's a bit I would imagine... <laughs> that the insurance would be so high. Ah, I see, I see. Uh, and interesting, I see this on some of the camper van and motorhome groups on Facebook mm. where people are saying, I've just had insurance quote for this. I look at it, good grief, that is enormous. Mm. But then, you know, their motorhome is considerably more valuable than ours and they're older as well. Yeah, more likely to crash. Yeah. But the ors and ands is a common thing with computer systems and databases where you try to pour data out and you get ands and ors all messed up <laughs> and it does cause confusion. So yes. you need lots of brackets. All the brackets. Yeah, all of the brackets. Now, talking of computers, do you remember Windows XP? Mm, not really. Had a picture that was a little bit like Teletubby Land. Oh, uh, yes, it's got the blue sky and the big yes. green rolling yes. hills. Yes. yes, I do. Well, amazingly, that wasn't taken by Microsoft. That was taken by a National Geographic photographer. It's a real a real place. In 1998, yeah. Uh, wow. Driving along Highway 121 through Sonoma. And um, the view caught his eye, so he stopped, took a photo. And this is film back then. It wasn't digital. And um, put it on a stock photo site mm. for people to buy. And then... Oh, interesting. Actually founded by Bill Gates. And um, then Microsoft called them and said, could we buy the rights for it? So it has been used billions and billions of times. Interesting. Yeah, really interesting. I mean, imagine taking a photograph that is then you, that then becomes iconic. Yeah, and every... Due to background. Basically every every computer had it, unless you were an Apple. Well, every proper computer had it. Mm. And yeah. apparently lots of people locate the spot where it was taken and um, and take it. Again, lots drive past it and have no idea that was... That I'm not was sure I would. No, I wouldn't. No, the fact I didn't think it was there. a real place to start with. <laughs> <laughs> I probably would have gone, oh, that looks a bit like the background. Yes. Well, it, I think it may have been tweaked a little bit. Mm. But the later versions of Windows also had some quite spectacular views as well and the latest you get some really cracking photos as the uh, as the unlock screen really yeah. very good yeah i quite like it when they change i do and i like that you can click on it to find out what it is yes that's right now i found a nice story 
uh, back to Wales. We had a couple of weeks where we did quite a lot of uh, stories from Wales. Mm. And it's about the Conway Tunnel on the A55. And there's a decades-old tradition that people hoot twice as they go into the tunnel. And um, it's because two people passed away building the tunnel. So the beep-beep is sort of recognition of... uh, the oh, how lovely. Die, which is quite nice. Yeah. Um, yeah, so lots of people do it and don't realise why. Yeah. You know, it's a bit like house rules. Well, we always do that when we uh, when we beep in there. Uh, when we drive through the tunnel, we beep twice. But uh, I thought it was quite a nice story. Yeah, that is very nice, actually. So we've got a bit of a change to what we normally do. In fact, we've got a double fun fact, haven't we? We do have a, a double funner. Double funner. And I have no idea what you're going to tell me. <laughs> mine's not really a fun fact because it's not that fun oh okay so just a fact yeah kind of <laughs> so it's something i learned the other day basically okay. and i i learned it and then two days later duck boy actually did it Ooh, and i excellent. yeah and i know i do it a lot but i hadn't picked up on anyone else doing it so it's called the millennial pause and i'm sure older generations probably do it as well but specifically millennials because of when we were born with the whole transferring into new technology and we use the newer technology more than older generations. So it's been picked up that this is what we do. So when we were obviously younger and used to call someone or like do video chats, it used to take, you'd have to wait before you could start talking because it took a while to kick in. And things like, and now things like voice noting, when we used to voice note, you used to have to wait for it, for like the system to load before you started talking, because otherwise it wouldn't have recorded. Okay. So, but now, because everything's a lot quicker and doesn't take time to load, especially on WhatsApp, you can voice note someone and you can start talking as soon as you hit the button and it picks it up straight away. But if you receive a voice note from a millennial you'll notice the first couple of seconds of the voice note is silence where they're where we're waiting for something to happen before we start talking so that it doesn't miss our speech i don't think it's only a millennial thing because my generation for example when mm. you phone somebody and the answer phone picked up you had to wait for the beep yeah so you are so waiting yes. for something yeah so it's millennial and and older generations yeah but it's been it's been called the millennial pause because we do it a lot more apparently. Not we everybody. Voice, not everyone. Not but everybody. Yes. I particularly remember a, a boyfriend of my sister's who would phone, and as you pick the phone up, he would start speaking. So by the time you got it to your ear, he'd be halfway through the first sentence, which was a bizarre thing. And you just give a oh hello. Uh, no, miss that. Try again. Yeah. Who did you actually want to be speaking well, to? There was only one person that phoned and spoke as soon as the receiver was lifted. Mm. So he had the opposite problem. No, yeah. no pause at all. So I'm trying, I'm making a conscious effort to not do it, but I still do it every time. And Duck Boy does it every time as well. So do the next generation, they don't do that they at don't. all? They don't. No. And actually, we have some younger grads at work and they sent me a message the other day and they just were, there was no pause, nothing. They just started talking. And I was like, how do you do that? <laughs> so that's Generation Z or iGen. Gen Z. No, it's Z. We're not American. I know. Gen Z is the nickname for them, though. 
Oh, you're only just millennial. Only just, yeah. I am only just, but I I still grew up with a lot of the technical changes. I'm not sure this is necessarily correct. The only reason I say that is I seem to move between baby boomers and Generation X. Mm, And I move between Gen Z and a millennial. But I'm definitely a millennial. And also I was watching TikTok the other day, which is a very, it's quite, it's a young thing. And I don't participate, I just watch. And a, a TikTok came on and it, said, it started going, how are the older older generation on TikTok doing? Those born from before 1998. And I was like, excuse me? <laughs> yes, me. The older generation? <laughs> But on TikTok, yes, I technically am the older generation, which is stressful enough. <laughs> See, your generation is called Generation Y, which is from 81 to 96, which seems like a massive period to be called millennials because they became adults at the turn of the millennium. Well, that, that mm. wasn't true. Not, not in your case. No, because I was four. Yeah. But... Uh, were you four? Were you three? No, you were three. That's 96. Yeah. Oh, so I would have been turning would, four, yeah. Yeah, you would have been four yeah. in that year. Yes. Yes. Oh, well, interesting. But I think it's also a politeness thing, that it's a little bit like when you go shopping, isn't it? You're rushing to get into the shop, and actually what you want to do is to slow down as mm. you come into the shop. And that's what some places try and do, and others do it very badly. Yes. But you want to slow down so you can see... And lots of fresh produce first. That's quite nice, which the French do very well. And I think you want to do that with a, a you know any sort of verbal information. You know, a bit like this podcast. We don't just start by talking straight away. We glide you gently yeah. into a half an hour of absolute nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> we may finish it abruptly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So I do have a fun fact. This is fun. I okay. Like this one. In 1971, Tom Moore introduced a resolution into the Texas House of Representatives to honour Albert de Salvo, more commonly known as the Boston Strangler, who murdered 13 women in the early 1960s. The resolution praised this compassionate gentleman's dedication and devotion to his work in the field of population control and applied psychology. It was passed by the House unanimously, whereupon Moore withdrew the bill, explaining that he wanted to prove to his fellow legislators didn't read a word of what they voted on. I act- uh, yeah, and I don't people, even have words. These people are governing us. Well, Texas. Yeah, I know, but it goes on all the well, all over. That the is world. mad. It is mad. Could have Actually gone horribly mad. wrong. Yeah. Well, if somebody had read it, it could have been carted off. God, well, I'm not sure that was but, fun. <laughs> uh, well, I think it is because it. Interesting. Well, the point. Interestingly, um, uh, who's the group? Van Halen uh, had a rider for their uh, where they did concerts in quite large auditoriums or stadiums mm. and in there it had the dressing room will have a bowl of m&ms with all the blue ones removed mm. and the reason they did that is that they walked into the dressing room if there was blue m&ms in there they would double check all of the the staging and the and the lighting rigs because it was quite complicated and quite heavy and it said if they haven't read that properly they won't have read yeah. a bit about the blue M&M's. So if they saw that, they go, oh, well, hang on, our guys have got to go and check all of this. So it's quite a clever, quite a clever Yeah, that is. Out. That is quite clever, yes. Yeah. 
That's it for this podcast. Thank you so much for listening. You can help spread Lippy and Grumpy's view on life by leaving a review on your favourite podcast platform. If you're not sure how to leave a review, or if you download from Spotify, there's some help at lippyandgrumpy.uk slash review. And if you would like to get in touch, email podcast at lippyandgrumpy.uk. So it's goodbye from me. And goodbye from him. Goodbye. Goodbye.